You're now tuning into the Barely Hibernating Podcast, brought to you by the Blue Wire Hustle Podcast Network, featuring Bear Report's own Usaid Kosho and fan-sided Sam Stevenson and AJ Desai. Here are your hosts. So we got Derek Carr, Carson Wentz, Gardner, Minshew, a whole bunch of guys linked to John Filippo. more QB news about Mitch Trubisky never coming back, Pat Mahomes having an absolutely trash game in the Super Bowl, I'll put trash in quotes, but what's going on guys, welcome into the Barely Hibernating Podcast, if you haven't heard, we've switched over to live streams now on Tuesday nights, we just go whenever we want to, we'll try to tweet the link up, but I'm your host Usaid Koshal, you can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Usaid Koshal, check out my work on the Bear Report, check out my work on fan side it's the windy city got aj desai in the house as well the brown boys are holding this show down i follow him on twitter at aj desai for y'all are probably wondering where sam stevenson's at listen our boy sam's at lacrosse practice all right we are hoping to get him back soon if you're not in the chicagoland area the polar vortex is kind of holding everybody up so in order to replace sam today we're going to be doing a little different format we're going to have some of our bears friends just from the bears twitter the bears social media community they're going to be jumping on with us to talk bears so first things first right we got someone that i call a baby bears fan because he's obviously oh. younger than oh, all okay. of us right but, i'm 20 uh, years old man i'm not even that young <laughs> we're both still in college my name is joa y'all can follow me at jros72 on twitter uh yeah i mean yeah thank the you last for, thank time you for having me yeah, the last time I stalked your Twitter profile, I know you had self-proclaimed QB guru in there, which surprisingly you took that out. So I don't know why you took it out, right? But I, I took it out because I had this thread about a couple of years ago uh, where I said some questionable things about Mitch Trubisky and Patrick Mahomes because, you know, I still thought that, you know, like, I, I mean, I still think that this is relatively a decent take. I think that if Mitchell Trubisky was in Kansas City, I don't think that he would be as bad as he was with the Bears. Basically, that's what I was saying. And I didn't think that, you know, like, Patrick Mahomes would be as good as he was with the Chiefs. Granted, we saw what bad Patrick Mahomes looked like uh, at the Super Bowl, but you say it's been, it's, it's been like, I don't know, like a year and a half since we did a show together, maybe more, maybe two years. Gee, I've been busy doing my own thing, man. I mean, y'all know I get like three hours of sleep and whatnot every single night almost. I'm just waiting for the weather to get warmer so I can get up at 5 a.m. and go for my like hour and a half long runs, you know, but we're going to get into Bears talk. I know AJ's doing great as well. Uh, If y'all see me looking off to the side, it's because I'm set up here on my monitor and my laptop but guys let's talk super bowl recap my biggest takeaway by the way was number one um tom brady's the goat there is no question about it even patrick mahomes isn't gonna catch up to him my second takeaway was that Brittany matthews pat mahomes is like wife or whatever and his brother are the most annoying people on the planet third takeaway was that pat mahomes worst game is still better than Mitch Trubisky's best game. I'm serious with that. But, yo, Devin White balled out. That was good. AJ, I'll go to you. What did you think of this Super Bowl? I had the Bucks, so I can't really complain. Um, I took them three and a, three and a half. I mean, I, I can't bet against Tom Brady, so I just took that. I took a lot of Mahomes parlays and stuff that really screwed me over. I was out like 80 bucks, but then I took a couple of, like, you know, like, you know, uh, Rob Gronkowski 
two touchdown bet. So I mean, like that was just like I only placed like two bucks on it. And I got like an eighteen dollar one out of that. Like I didn't want to. I, I didn't feel confident sharing that pick because, you know, I mean, there hasn't been a game where Rob Gronkowski got two touchdowns. I mean, like, maybe a couple of times, but that was the only time. But yeah, that's the only one that I won, and then I won the penalty yard bet. That's it. I went three and thirteen in Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> You guys are always like going off in our group chats, right? Which, by the way, we just scream something about the Bears like a million times a day. But y'all are always going off in the group chats. And then there's me, and it's just like, all right, because I don't bet on stuff, you know? Cause hey, I don't I bet. Just, I don't bet. Yeah. Okay. Well, you can't even legally gamble. That's the thing. You're making my age so obvious. You're making it so obvious. You admitted straight up you were like know, whatever, I twenty. Know. But yo, I'm sticking 20. with yo, yeah, sticking with football talk here, right? Um, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on the Super Bowl, dude? Man, you know, I said all my friends, I got screenshots and screenshots and screenshots of them being like, "Oh, Chiefs by fourteen, Chiefs by whatever." Excuse me. I said, never bet against Brady. That man is going out and winning his seventh ring. And what did he do? Mm-hmm. He won his seventh ring. You know, he sucks as a person. I'm going I'm to I'm be real with you. I hate him. And I hate him as a football player. But that dude is the greatest player of all time in the sport of football. I don't even know what I can even say about it. I I, I love the Bucks defense. And they obviously, like, showed out and you know playoff lenny super bowl lenny that's my guy i i love leonard Fournette. i've had a jersey of him for years and he went out too but dude i don't even i tom brady picked a random team in the in the in the in the warm in the tropics in tampa bay and he took him to the super bowl and he won it when he was 43 and he beat patrick mahomes who's arguably one of the most talented quarterbacks of all time you really don't – that's like – that's uh, – I don't even know, man. He's the GOAT. Nothing yeah, see, see, here's the thing. For me, because you picked Leonard Fournette, right, and you're super happy to see Leonard Fournette win. There's one guy that I was super happy to see win, and I know this guy's a crazy psychopath, but I was happy to see Antonio Brown win. And the reason I say Antonio Brown, right, is because it's like you look at a lot of the drama that went down in Pittsburgh, and for him, essentially, it was just like, listen, he is not – in certain ways, he wasn't the villain that he was being made out to be, especially when you go back and you listen to a lot of his in-depth interviews. Forget the legal side of things, right? Because everyone has things that go on in their life. But I was happy to see A.B. win, dude, because he was massively underpaid, obviously, and just never appreciated enough in Pittsburgh. But kind of moving on here, right? I'm not sure if any of you guys saw the report today, but for those of us that do cover the Bears, like, This writing's been on the wall for months and months and months now. I mean, it's been on the wall for us since, like, last spring, right? But, like, officially, it doesn't seem like Mitch Trubisky's coming back. There's absolutely zero reason to bring him back. Joe is sitting there clapping. I think I'll start off with AJ on this one. Like, yo, what are your thoughts on this? We're talking about Mitch Trubisky leaving this franchise. Look, can I just make one thing really clear? Um, You know, and... I have no sympathy for Mitch Trubisky whatsoever, man. And I and I said it in the chat today, like in high school, in my state championship game, we were about to go go back to back state champions, dude. I fumbled the ball with three minutes left in the fourth quarter, and the other team took it back for a seventy-six yard touchdown, dude. And I was at the twenty-four yard line where I was at, just on my knees, and just like I didn't even get it off until the kicker just like lifted me up, and then just. Put it over the sideline, man. Like, 
um, of, the, of the other teams. So, I mean, like, I was that depressed. I can't even show my face where my high school is. Like, it's been nine years, but still, dude, football in Iowa, you'd be surprised, dude. It's, like, it's really high because they don't have anything else over there except corn and <laughs> ethanol. So, I mean, you know, like, it's like a Texas, but it's a less glorified Texas. But there's not Texas-type athletes and stuff, five-star recruits and stuff. But that's where Alan Lazard came from, my boy. So, I mean, for me. Wait, 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 hold on. Alan Lazard is your boy, the Green Bay Packers wide receiver. Yeah, dude. Just because he comes from the same place. He went to Urbandale High School and I went to Valley High School. We were in the same conference. He roasted us the first game, but then we beat him the next game. So, yeah. All right, all right. I'll give it to you. It was dope. but, like, yeah, I mean, back to the whole sympathy part, I don't give Mitch Trubisky a $34 million quarterback that made, like, over 30, like, made $34 million over the last four years any sympathy whatsoever. He had, he had four years, four years to get this stuff right. And I don't even want to blame Matt Nagy anymore because if you, if you get a guy that understands Matt Nagy that doesn't have to, like, on Nagy's side, doesn't have to dumb down the offense for a – like illiterate QB, which what Mitch Trubisky is, like there's no, there's nothing wrong with uh, Matt Nagy. I mean, if he can run the office that he can see fit with the quarterback that he wants, he can't do it with Nick Foles and Trubisky. So I mean, he can do it with the guy like Derek Carr and Carson Wentz, I believe. But Mitch Trubisky and Nick Foles, man, like I don't even know how. Like I get Mitch Trubisky how he's on the Bears, but like I don't even know why we we just acted way way too early last year in free agency and just traded a fourth round pick for Nick Foles, just like just like without thinking and just like getting that person just because we had the familiarity on the coaching staff. Well, we saw that blow up in our faces, then Trubisky blew up on our faces the second stint, and now it's like, all right, where do we go from here? And where do we go from here? I'm happy as fuck. He's gone, and like you know, like there's no more like when he fails and I know he's going to fail and like you can, you can all take uh, expose this. I don't care if he, if he becomes successful somewhere, great. But right now he's a failure in my fucking book. That's it. I don't care. All right. So, so what I'll say is this, right. Is well, number one, if you're watching us, right. Be sure to chime in with your own comments. We're going to get those things up on the screen for you. Right. But my whole thing is this, right. And I said this, like, going into the 2020 season is that for quarterbacks, they incrementally get better, right? The light just doesn't magically turn on going into year four. And then all of a sudden this guy is putting up like a, you know, 35 touchdowns, six interception season. Like those things really happen. Right. So for QBs did, um, you know, they, the light doesn't automatically turn on. We kind of knew just going into the season right that like Mitch was not going to be the guy because the fact that the Bears landed Nick Foles basically showed like hey the coaching staff wasn't about to run the offense with just any quarterback they were going to run it with someone that they were familiar with and someone that was very familiar with a lot of the concepts right they they were running so that's just the reality of the situation so when I look at it like yo Mitch is gone um, I'm happy for those of you guys that were in my mentions today talking about how his, how he basically led the Bears to the playoffs two out of th- two out of the last three years. Like you're wrong because the 2018 defense was like on par with the 85 defense. Let's get that out of the way. Number one, statistically speaking. All right, 
what are you doing, Joe? Shut up. And then um, also the Bears backed into the playoffs because of some dude named John Wolford. So really when you look at it, like Mitch hasn't done squat. Um, he's a great person, but just because you're a great person, you can be a terrible football player. So bye-bye, Mitchity Mitch. Um, I'm ready to turn the page and start all over again, start 110% fresh and new on the quarterback position. Um, this is one of my pet peeves with this team is we suck, bro. We really, really suck. We can never figure quarterback out. All right. My life would probably be so much better if the Bears didn't have like QB issues. But, yo, I'm just a guy talking sports and covering the Bears. But, Joe, what do you think of no Michiri Mitch? Let me tell you something. If anybody, anybody has a good take about Mitchell Trubisky. AJ knows this. You said you know this. It's me. I have been against this man since he came. What year was it? Was it week one, 2018 or week one, 2019? One of those two. I think it was 20, 2019. He comes in, he plays the Packers and I'm like, okay, finally, look, he's, 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 he's going to be, he's going to be good. He goes out and he's terrible. <laughs> Austin, thank you. Uh, thank you. I really appreciate that. You know, speaking uh, of which, Austin needs to get in here. Where the hell is he at, dude? Because he was supposed you know, to be on the pod a couple weeks ago. Austin, okay. if you're watching this, which you are, get in here, dude. Let me let me keep talking about Mitch Trubisky because I AJ knows I've been I've been on it I've been on it. Oh, thank you, thank you. I've been on it since I've been on it since the start. I think that this dude is terrible. I think that this dude doesn't doesn't deserve a spot in the NFL. He doesn't deserve a spot on 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 on, on a roster. Dude's a practice squad player through and through. He is the least intelligent quarterback I have ever seen play the game. At least guys like Carson Wentz, who I hope will be the future QB of the Chicago Bears, actually have some football IQ in there. And yes, as we know, as a lot of people have said, uh, like. Carson Wentz does play hero ball, but Mitch Trubisky, he continuously makes the wrong reads, like the actually incorrect reads that he shouldn't be making in year four. And it's not during, it's not during games like, it's not during the middle of a game, at the end of the game when he's, he's in desperate times. It's during the time when you're supposed to be making first down throws and moving us down the field. This is not some high school game where you can get away with looking off a, looking off a safety once. <laughs> like, what? This dude doesn't know how to read a defense. Matt Nagy never taught him how to read a defense. So that's a failure on Matt Nagy's part. Or Mitch Trubisky's just, like, so dumb. Honestly, the whole Bears staff, I've said it a million times, it's fire Matt Nagy, fire Ryan Pace. Mitch Trubisky, Nick Foles, they all need to go. I don't care. They've been terrible. There's nothing that will tell me, unless they get a quarterback that is named Deshaun Watson, Carson Wentz, or Russell Wilson. Maybe Derek Carr. If they get one of those four, and, and Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott's my favorite player in the NFL. If they get one of those five guys, and we're heading into next season with one of those five guys at quarterback, I will give them one more shot. One more shot. However, I've been, I've been saying for many, many years that Mitchell Trubisky – is a terrible quarterback and does not deserve a spot in the NFL. I've, 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 I don't even know how to say it anymore. Like, I, I can go into some in-depth analysis. Like, I don't care. Like, this dude's terrible. He doesn't deserve a spot. It's so ridiculous. 
Yeah, so let me address this real quick because I think it was underscore Bears football who's consistently in my Twitter mentions. And AJ knows that I will call anyone out however I want to, whenever I want to. But, you know, if I tw- if someone tweets something on an open platform like I did on Sunday afternoon and said done deal, I could have been referring to anything like, oh, you know, Maybe I was referring to like me closing out on a franchise agreement for a restaurant, or maybe I was referring to a deal I just closed for a car or something, which are mm-hmm. some milestones. So when I tweet certain things, unless I put hashtag bears in them, which a number of y'all took them out of context, bears football underscore. I'm looking at you right with the Ted Phillips <laughs> face because you're a coward and you can't even show your face on social media. I don't care if you block me after this just because I'm willing to show my face and you're not. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't Damn. take things out of context, bro. And I'm obviously I'm going to call you out. And I know my boys Dan and Colin are watching this. And they know right now that I'm technically being nice about it. So, uh, oh, man. You know, like you you sitting in this live. He's sitting in the chat of this live stream. And he's getting, he's getting you know, a little bit, a little bit salty about, about you said Koshul saying done deal. Like, bro, get a life, man. I don't even know you. I've never interacted with you. Get a life, man. Go talk let me to just say something. Bro, I mean, like, whoever you want to talk to, seriously, dude. Let me just say something just because I said something like, I mean, like a done deal or something like it could have just been like I just got like a new granite slab for my kitchen or like I just closed on a house like 48 hours ago. I'm really excited <laughs> about that. Like, it could have been that, you know. I, you know, I mean, That's- come on, man. I mean, it's just what it is. We call it like we see it. Just because, like, if someone tweets or someone tweets about Bears football all the time, like you said, does, and he tweets done deal, it doesn't mean that, like, something happened in an organization. Like, you know, he's got his life outside of football. What's dude. funny is, dude, is they'll come at me for stuff like that, but then they're not going to have the audacity to comment on my other tweets, you know. But anyways, um, moving Whatever. on here, right? They're not going to comment yeah. on my tweet. Other Don't tweets, worry right? about it, man. It, it's yeah, just like, it's just like, you know. You really think I'm worried, dude? Yeah, uh, I'm not no, worried man. about anything or anything. I know, but honestly, at this point, dude, like anybody who's hating is not going to be there when you get great. So that's that's what I got to say. Blast right now. Exactly. And, you know, people are putting his ass on blast like blast right now thank you colin and dan those are obviously my boys they're gonna tune in every single week let's talk qb rumors right guys i think the way we'll do this right is start with the worst quarterback which is obviously gardner Minshew, and then carson wentz and then Derek carr just because we're gonna go from worst to first but like see Minshew's interesting because like Minshew took over um Minshew obviously went ahead right and took over just for Jacksonville, Minshew Mania came into play. The dude was a six-round pick. Matt Nagy publicly acknowledged that they brought in Gardner Minshew for a visit, but just, like, never drafted him. And um, when you look at the reality of the situation, right, like, do I want Minshew in Chicago? Because he'd be, like, a low-risk, high-reward option from that standpoint, yes. But would I want it from the sense of just – knowing that he's probably not going to develop into a long-term solution and he's not the guy that's going to salvage the defense that just continues to get older, right? Because we're going to have a number of starters that are like age 30 next year or right around age 30. Like, that's the reason I wouldn't want Minshew here. But, AJ, what do you think? I mean, you know, Gardner Minshew, I I don't know if that's like the long-term solution or anything. I mean, you are trading – 
trading Gardner Minshew with that rookie contract. I mean, what what does he have left? Well, two years on that rookie contract. So, I mean, three like, years. Yeah. So he's got three, three years, years left. Well, yeah, no, he's two, got two. two. Yeah, two, two years actually. My bad. Yeah, my bad. Um, very good. Um, so if he has two years left, it, it seems like a moot point to trade for Gardner Minshew. I mean, like if you give him like a if you give Jacksonville like a fourth or fifth round pick for Gardner Minshew, what he went for in the draft a couple of years ago. I mean, I think that would be a failure. You know, I mean. Uh, like I mean, I I love Minshew Mania, but I just it just can't be in Chicago. And mm-hmm. like you know, as Colin and Haynes and this Bears football guy goes at in the chat, I'm just gonna you know uh, just talk about this right now. Um, I don't <laughs> like like I said, you know, Gardner Minshew is not the answer. I mean, let me just let me just take that out, hide the chat. All right. Anyways, um, Gardner Minshew, like I said, not. It's not the long-term answer. Uh, trading for that contract, yeah, I guess cap-wise it would make sense. Two years of Gardner Minshew, but how long would Gardner Minshew take you? I don't think he's – he's no different than like a guy like, I don't know, like Jamie Newman or something like that. I mean, like, you know, I, I don't really see the point of trading for a guy like Gardner Minshew. I don't really see it. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you, AJ. There's no reason. We shouldn't even be talking about Gardner Minshew. We shouldn't even be talking about anybody who cannot, who is not a franchise quarterback. We should be talking about only the franchise quarterbacks, only the guys who have the potential to lead you to a Super Bowl because that's the end goal, man. Anybody who says the end goal is to make the playoffs or the end goal is to do what? No. Nope, I want first, to of all, the actual, the first, first of all, the actual end goal for the owners is to make money. Absolutely. And what's going to make the owner the the most money? A playoff finish or a Super Bowl victory? I think it's going to be the Super Bowl victory. And I think that the point of the Chicago Bears, while we have this defense, should not be to get some holdover Gardner Minshew, Nick Foles. That was a mistake. We can't make that mistake again because if you make that mistake again, you're just you're just falling, falling, and falling, and falling for this, this, this narrative that you can win a, with a defense in 2021. No, you need that franchise quarterback. This is a different league. We need a franchise quarterback here in Chicago. We've never had one. I don't care what you say about Jay Cutler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Might, maybe, maybe. That's the closest we ever got. We need a franchise quarterback here in Chicago. And we finally got the first question, I mean, after this little argument in our chat box. I mean, you know, I mean, it's still going on, but we got this, you know, what is the right compensation that you would go up for a Carson once? So um, you guys can take a crack at this and I'll go. That's actually one of my other boys hopping in the chat. You oh, know, nice. Yeah, he's uh, he's a packy like us too, right? But anyway, so what I'll say is this. Um, for me, dude, knowing that Carson, so Carson Wentz, right, what he is, he's a very high risk, high reward option, right? Because... You're banking on a guy that once because he had knee and back injuries, the reality of the situation is that once you have those injuries, like I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, he's never going to be the same again, right? But if he does get back and healthy and he's playing like he is in 2017, 2018, and 2019, because let's be real, those three years, right, are better than anything that Mitch Trubisky or Nick Foles ever put on tape. And I'm not counting Nick Foles' magical Super Bowl run, by the way. Because no, they had, you, you're forgetting about the Nick Foles season where he threw for 27 touchdowns and two interceptions. Wasn't that the year they had Chip Kelly, dude? Yeah. Yeah. So Chip Kelly's offense was very – they had Mark Sanchez and Sam Bradford, I'm pretty sure, running that offense effectively. That offense was just so quarterback-friendly, all right? Um, okay, but, but, I mean, but he here's still did the, it. 
All right, getting back to the yeah, getting back to the question though. So I would give up probably a second round pick and then a conditional pick as well. That would be like a seventh, um, a seventh that could turn into like a sixth if certain conditions are met. But that's what I would give up for Carson Wentz. The reason I don't want him here though is because he's got a ginormous contract, right? And obviously, like the Bears need to figure out a way to fit Allen Robinson on their books. And there's no way that I think if you bring in Carson Wentz that you are retaining Allen Robinson, right? And honestly, I want to get your guys' thoughts on this, AJ and Joa. But would you, for like, if it meant bringing Allen Robinson back, I'm sure you guys would go with a cheaper option at QB, right? Well, first, first, let me let me let me answer the first question that we had. Uh, what I would give up for Wentz? I give up. I give up the two firsts and fulls and whatever it takes, man. If you if if you're the Bears, if you trust your staff to make Wentz into that former MVP candidate that he was, and he's still young like Carson Wentz is. Even if that massive contract exists, if you trust your staff, you give up whatever it takes to go get your guy. I don't care what it is. You get you give up whatever it takes. And I don't care if you're saying like, oh, Allen Robinson, like we need to like I love Allen Robinson. If he gets extended, I'll buy an Allen Robinson jersey. I don't it, it, wide receiver is not the most important position in football. I'm I'm getting a quarterback. I don't care if I sound like Max Kellerman or Stephen A. Smith right now. I'm getting a quarterback. I, I, that's the that's the point. You, you got to have a good franchise quarterback running your team. You got weapons like Darnell Mooney, Tariq Cohen's coming back, uh, David Montgomery. You've got guys and you've got money. Like I feel like people think that the Bears cap situation. I know that if, with Carson Wentz it would be much worse, but you also have draft picks and Ryan Pace has been shown to hit on these. These draft picks before he hit on Darnell Mooney, hit on Eddie Jackson, hit on Adrian Amos. He hit on all these like late round guys, Tariq Cohen. If you trust your staff, you give up whatever it takes to get your guy. And if Carson Wentz is your guy, give up whatever it takes. See, I'm not giving up whatever it takes, one, because we've seen pace overpay for quarterback in the past. I mean, this is the same guy who invested in Mike Lennon, then Mitch Trubisky, overpaid for Trubisky, panicked and moved up for him. And then last offseason, right? Oh, over, Dude, we paid Chase Daniels, right? $10 million over two years just to freaking stand on the sideline and, like, cuddle and, you know, be a quarterback coach. For okay, okay. So, like, the Bears have overpaid for quarterbacks consistently. But that's Ryan Pace. That's not – I feel like that's just him being over-aggressive. I don't think that that's him trusting his staff. But, I no. I, what, I think with the Matt – I think with the Nick Foles. I think with the Nick Foles, that's, that's him trusting his staff. And Nick Foles didn't work out because Nick Foles is a terrible quarterback. So, yeah. like – that's that's what it is. Yeah, let me let me add just to just to what Joe said. I mean, like you know, Nick Foles was like the. I mean, like I guess I was excited when we got Nick Foles. I was really excited when he started. You know, week week four against the Colts. came in, in the game. We came into yeah. the game against Atlanta. Yeah, you know that I was really excited. You know, me, my boy, my uh, my boy Austin, um, and my other uh, other guy Noah. We were just jumping around in his um in his apartment, man. You know, I really thought that like you know Nick Foles was just gonna, like take us to like. A, a 14 and two record, you know, top defense, tier, tier, tier one defense. We're going to go make a deep run to the playoffs. And like slowly and slowly and slowly, we started to figure out that this guy's not it. 
You know, I mean, you know, maybe it was the offensive line. Maybe it was like, you know, protection and all of that. Maybe it's probably just our QB play or something like that because we've seen terrible offensive lines. Like, like for example, Seattle and Russell Wilson's able to get out of that pressure and make plays. So, um, but, you know, granted, you know, we don't have a quarterback like Russell Wilson. But like, you know, like you said, Joa, you know, I would I wouldn't give up like whatever it takes. But here's my offer and here's my answer to uh um, uh, I think it was, I can't find a comment, but, um, I think it's D underscore Heinz seven, one, three. Yes. He's like, doesn't Philly pay for most of the contract if they trade for him right now? Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. I, oh, right here. I see it. All right. Perfect. Um, let me just put that up here. So what is the most I would go for Wentz? Um, so the most I would go for Wentz is probably the uh, first round pick of this year. So it'd be 20 overall. Um, I think Ryan Pace is balking. Um, and trying to, uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm blanking on that word. Uh, he's trying to keep uh, Tariq Cohen, but mm-hmm. like if it means, if it means uh, Nick Foles, Tariq Cohen in the first round pick, I mean I would make that trade in a heartbeat because for a running backs like Tariq Cohen are replaceable, so you can Especially off that ACL, right? And he's coming off of that ACL. Good point, Joa. Nick Foles is garbage. And they need a quarterback, and I don't know if Nate Sudfield is going to be their starter, or I think Jalen Hurts will be their starter. But like you know, if there's, if there's a three-way trade on the table, send Nick Foles to Indianapolis. I mean, they don't have a quarterback right now outside of Jacoby Brissett. So I mean, he's a free you know, agent too, and he's a free agent too. So I mean, there's a there's a lot of options the Bears could do. I think they're just waiting because they don't want to pay the price for the Eagles. I don't think they want to let go of number twenty. I think like. They're going to try to make a trade and keep on cornering Philadelphia into a corner where they just have to give up Wentz for like the third or fourth round pick. I don't think they're going to pay what the asking price is for Philly right now because, like, my boy, my boy Luke Barry, he posted something in our chat and I read that article and I'm like, maybe, maybe the Bears are just probably going to wait around March or May, even, even, even April or May, dude. They're going to wait and they're going to, um, like I said, they're going to. They're going to um, corner I Philly. Think, yeah, I think what's happening is Philly, right? It's just like the longer you wait, the more teams lose interest, right? And and so with that just becomes of maybe Philly right now in the moment, you're trying to drive your price up. But the reality of the situation is that the longer this goes on, you are going to have teams that are less interested because like Herm Tweet mentions your arg, we need a new owner. I totally agree with that. I'm on board. Um. You know, we got another comment here, which is, what if we can, um, or what the hell is this comment? What if we can trade a four-team trade, Houston, Philly, Bears, oh, yeah. Miami? Um, I don't see a four-team trade happening for some reason. Not I the just, NFL. Not yeah, NBA. NBA for sure. But, um, you know, moving on to the... Moving on to the next quarterback here in the final one, because, like, we've discussed Wentz and Minshew. But, like, I would take... Derek Carr here, knowing that his cap hit is going to be significantly cheaper than anything that Carson Wentz could offer. And I think Carr doesn't even have any guaranteed money. And I'll say this, I think for Chicago, with the way that Derek Carr has been playing, if they do trade for him, right, the reality of the situation is that he's one of the few guys that I look at and I'm like, if he comes here next year and he's fully healthy and he can get on the same page and learn the offense, he's on the same page with Nagy and then obviously the past connections he has with DiFilippo. Like, I think Carr is one that 
you look at the Bears and you're like, okay, now that we have this guy, maybe we are a team that contends for a playoff spot and possibly even like a wild card game at home. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. I think that everybody forgetting about Carr being an MVP candidate back in like 2015, 2016, uh, and then he broke his leg. So s- similar story to Carson Wentz. They're both MVP candidates. None of them actually won an MVP. I don't think that the Raiders are going to trade Carr. I think they're going to trade Mariota. And I don't want Mariota, but I'd be fine with that over, you know, Mitchell Trubisky. So whatever. But yeah, Derek Carr is a guy that I think that could have a lot of success in Chicago, reunite him with his old Oakland uh, teammate, Khalil Mack. Honestly, like if you're telling me, if, 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 if you're asking me to pick a guy out of all the guys available or that could be available, uh, I'm picking I'm picking either Dak or Derek Carr. I like but that. because Watson, you're giving up three firsts, Roquan and Jalen Johnson. And I don't really think that's that's smart. But like of all the guys that are available, I'm picking Derek Carr and Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott's my number one because I love Dak and I think that he's a great quarterback. But seriously, I, I really think that everybody's just really overlooking Derek Carr and how much experience he has in the NFL and how much good he's done in the NFL, how much, how well he's played. He's got good weapons too. And Dude, he's always been, before I let AJ go ahead and go here, but he's always been one of those guys, right, that just because he hasn't been on the best of teams, like he hasn't gotten the most recognition is what it's been. And by the way, like if you go to over the cap, which by the way, that is our official um, contract source here because NFL teams also use it. So we're going to go ahead and use it. But like if you look at Derek Carr, dude, like the Raiders could cut him either this year or next year and they could save, you know, right or about $20 million. So when I look at it, you realize like, yo, Carr's contract, he is massively underpaid because, again, he signed this deal um, back in 2017 when he was 26 years old, right? That would have been going into his fourth season. So the thing with Derek Carr, right, is it's just like he's massively underpaid, but he's a low-risk, like, high-reward kind of player, right? And for me personally, like, I would give up a first for Derek Carr me too. just because you are getting a proven commodity. I mean, the guy's missed one game, dude since being drafted, right? Which I think was back in like 2015 or 2016. Yeah, when he broke his leg. Right. So ultimately, when I look at Derek Carr, like he right now is my safest bet. Your riskiest bet, dude, is Carson Wentz. But AJ, what do you think about Derek Carr to Chicago? I would love that. I mean, you know, I mean, I would honestly love, I mean, going back to Joe's point, I mean, I don't think this Bears team has, has it in them to trade for Deshaun Watson. I think it would probably be the, be a bad decision if Deshaun Watson like tore his ACL like he did his second year. I'm sorry for laughing, but like you know, Deshaun Watson is one of my one of my best players, and he was my best player. Oh, one of the best player that I liked in the 2017 draft. And unfortunately, my team didn't come up with him, but it's okay. Um, actually, it's not okay, but like you know, it's not. <laughs> and um, you know, like like you mentioned, Derek Carr, or Carson Wentz. I would choose Derek Carr. You know, I mean, I think Derek Carr would come cheaper. I think he would come without a first round pick delivered to Oakland. You know, I don't think he's worth a first round pick. But like, you know, there is this talk out there that like, you know, if you want to get a QB, a good QB in this league, you have to pay the price, and the price is a, pick, a first round pick or two, and maybe a defensive player or something like that. Um, I I definitely think the Bears are going to end up trading their first over on um, their first round pick for the quarterback for sure. Um, 
or we could just see a ginormous move up from 20 to to the top five and get a rookie QB and have him sit behind Foles. But I don't want to do that. I want to get a guy right now, and I want to win, dude. Like You can't waste the defense. You can't waste it. Dude, because we have what? So we have because Khalil Mack's under contract till twenty twenty four, right? So we have Khalil yeah, Mack and rebound. Yeah, um, I, I I think what it is when players so because you mentioned Robert Quinn, right? Obviously, what happens is when players get older, they just need a much longer. Oh, sorry, that almost me. Oh my god, I almost threw up hearing Robert Quinn's name. Oh my god, sorry. <laughs> this was bad. This was bad. The was terrible. But like now, the hope is is that he's gotta like give us something in the second year. I looked at the contract right now. He's going to get cut after after this next year. Like mm-hmm. there's a little nice little cap save, nice little cap savings there, and the, the the dead cap is pretty low. Like I think Robert Quinn, this is his last year in Chicago, 2021, because I don't oh, think we're going to. So I pulled up the contract numbers for Carson Wentz, and just to give people a perspective, looking at the way this whole thing is structured, like if the Bears do trade for him, obviously there would be some process of restructuring the contract, but the way it stands, um, the thing is, right, Chicago wouldn't be able to get out of Carson Wentz's deal until 2024 when they would save $20 million in cap space by cutting him because there would be a $6 million dead cap charge, right? So, yeah, I agree, Colin. Um, I really hope that uh, Robert Quinn doubles his sack, next, sack totals next year, especially because Chicago has $117 million invested into the defense going into 2021 oh and only $68 million in the offense. But, like, Yo, give me Derek Carr here because in terms of financially and the situation yeah. that the Bears are in right now, which is um which is uh trying to just win and salvage what you have, especially because AJ, you mentioned it, like the Kalua Mactra is not gonna mean squat if you don't win the Super Bowl. The signing of Eddie Jackson and making him the highest paid one of the highest paid anything. safeties in the game won't mean anything unless you win the Super Bowl, right? Um, so that's just the reality of the situation, right? Is that the Bears are going to, they need to be aggressive this offseason, but they have to be smart when it comes to the quarterback position. I I completely agree. I think that the, like someone said in the chat that he doesn't think that the Raiders will trade with us again. I, I, I think they might, bro. I think they think they fleeced us because we haven't been winning. They got a nice pick out of it. You know, like, like they, we went eight and eight last year. I think they're 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 happy. They're chilling. They got Josh Jacobs out of it. I, I don't know. I this this team is so far yet so close. I think I, I really think that we're a quarterback away. Seriously, we need we need we need someone. I think it's personally if Dak Prescott ends up in a Chicago Bears uniform for the next five years, I think that we win a Super Bowl. But that's it. I don't know. So we got Bears football underscore, obviously, because I live in his head rent free right now, guys. So he's asking, he's like, oh, can I ask the insider who said how close the Bears are to getting Carson Wentz? So I'll tell you, this is the latest. Um, Talks are still ongoing. All right. And obviously, I live in your head rent free right now. So I'm going to fire this (laughs) at you. And let's see if you can answer this in the chat. Right. But can I ask why you're continuously blowing up the chat with your irrelevant self? And by the way, who the F puts a picture of freaking Ted Phillips as their profile picture on Twitter? Like there's millions and billions of pictures out there. And buddy over here is choosing Ted Phillips. Ted Phillips is people. probably in his mansion in Wilmette right now. He's just probably, oh, wow. 
Oh, wow. Someone admires me. All right. Actually, of no all the people to have as your Of all the people to have as your Twitter profile pic, like, I, no disrespect to Ted Phillips, but Ted Phillips, that dude is old. He ugly. He's a terrible fucking. He terrible. <laughs> like, 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 yeah. Dude, so like, at least put Ryan Pace. The dude's like younger, and you know, got some good draft picks. If you really want to like a Bears staff person. Okay, I want to put this guy on blast. He really thinks that Allen Robinson is a num- is not a number one wide receiver in the league. Bro, a rod. So Lewis Riddick said this right, and I agree with a lot of what Lewis. Riddick says just because the dude knows football and he obviously Definitely. played and was a scout and was a front office guy. So he's talking assuming, about if Allen Robinson leaves. So. Yeah, but even Lewis Riddick, look, I love Allen Robinson. Let's get this out of the way. Yeah. I didn't buy his jersey just because, like, as a Bears fan, I'm not going to buy a jersey. And then all of a sudden, right, like, the dude leaves in a year. But, like, I love A-Rob, but even him, like, we need someone to take the pressure yeah. off him. And, yeah, that guy is in certain ways Darnell Mooney. But we need a third guy, too, because, like, Anthony Miller ain't it, okay? A-Rob's obviously going to get tagged. Yeah, we want to go and pay this guy or pay A-Rob, right? But the reality of the situation is just that, like, yo, A-Rob has been the most consistent guy on the offense the last three seasons. So when I look at it – Sorry. Sorry to interrupt you. I just want to say A-Rob is – A-Rob is – A-Rob is chilling right now. He's going to get paid regardless. He's going to get the franchise tag or he's going to get – He's going to get paid by someone else other than the Bears. But Darnell Mooney, if we had a competent quarterback, I think I, I, I when I watched the tape, I think that there has been at least 10 deep balls, at least almost one a game that have just been completely missed or yeah. instances when he's just wide open. If you get a competent quarterback who can read the field, A-Rob is getting 1,500 yards a season. And Darnell Mooney's putting up 800, 900. Seriously, the, the offense, like I've been saying this, Matt Nagy does an excellent job of scheming players open. And this is that's a part of the Andy Reid system. They schemed Tyree Kill open. Obviously, it didn't work in the Super Bowl. But Travis Kelsey was getting open all over the field in the Super Bowl, even when they were like down, they were losing. And, and Devin White and, and, and Shaq Barrett and, and, and all these you know, incredible linebackers and Levante David, they're all over them. Travis Kelsey's still getting open. The Andy Reid system schemes players open. If you get a competent quarterback who can read the field, like a Carson Wentz, like a yep. Dak Prescott, like a Derek Carr, yep. your your A Rob's gonna be loving. He'll he'll sign for cheaper than he'll get on the open market because he's gonna get fifteen hundred yards and twelve touchdowns. It's 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 really simple and, and and it just doesn't make any sense why these like Trubisky stands. You say I and, and AJ, you both send some hilarious you know tweets into that the group guy. chat, like just from like like that guy hilarious so, accounts like defending Mitchell Trubisky and like you know dick riding him. But like I've seen like how how do you watch Mitchell Trubisky and you sit there and you're like. This guy's this guy's legit. That's what I'm when saying. How can you sit here and watch a football game for four hours and tell me this guy's it? How? How? Like you're seeing him miss six reads every drive. He misses he, six reads every drive, and you you just like any any even when he connects with people, even when he connects with people, there the throws are off. That's why A. Rob's contested catch rate is so high because he's a wide receiver one. 
dealing with Blake Bortles, Mitchell Trubisky, and Nick Foles his entire career. I mean, Are you dude, kidding? Dude, my, my man, my man here, Sim Garth, uh, Sim fifty four Garth, El Jefe. He's he's my guy. He's a huge Lakers fan. But like, man, like he when he says "lol, no inks for cheaper." It really just means that, like you know, like no one's gonna sign for cheaper. I mean, like that's something that's that that's something that's really true in this league. I I doubt it, man. For a ring, if you believe for, for a ring, for it. a ring, it's different. For a ring, it's different. But for right now, in the situation that the Bears are in, think about I, how much Antonio Brown signed for in Tampa. True, true, but he had some issues off the field, and you know, Tampa Bay had the leverage in that situation that we can just sign this guy at a vet minimum and see what he can do. But he's still being under investigated for some, some charge right now, I guess. Like, I don't know if that's going to be like, like, I don't know how that's going to shake up in the off season, but I really think uh, AB is going to re- be re-signed um, in the Bucks uniform for like a well, two or three years. That's where you're going to see the gravy coming like three, three year, 15 or $18 million deal. When that, when that issue is settled, but like, yeah, like I, I do think that philosophy is true, Joel. Like if you want a ring, you could sign for cheaper. We saw it in Denver when John Elway put together that nasty defense in twenty fifteen. That defense was nasty. That Denver Broncos defense, I would put it right next to the twenty eighteen Bears defense and the eighty five defense that we had, man. Um and what they of course went on to win a Super Bowl. But like, you know, TJ Ward signed for nine million. Then you bring in a guy like Demarcus Ware, who signed for like nine million, whose market value at that time was like 13 million, you know? I mean, like, you, you put all those players together and Aqib Tlaib, who's all signed for like eight to 10 million, whose market values could have been four to five million more. But like, you know. Even with the A Rob franchise tag, dude. Perfect. Like, tag him perfect. It's like, 16 million. Tag. You saw, you've seen, we literally watched an example of a team take a situation with a, a, a good defense. Yep. And, 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 and pieces on offense. We saw this. This year, if you're a Mitch Trubisky scan, Sam, listen to this. Okay. We've seen a team with a good defense and pieces on offense. What they did was they drafted O-line, and then they signed a quarterback. Oh, my God. Revolutionary. They signed a quarterback. And what did that quarterback do along with the weapons that they have? The weapons continued to develop because they were playing with a highly skilled and, and, and quarterback who has success, had success in the NFL. Dude, they won the Super Bowl in a one-season turnaround, and they went from Jameis Winston, who I think is a top 15 quarterback in the NFL, but that's a different story. They went from Jameis Winston mm-hmm. to Tom Brady, and, yeah. and they won the Super Bowl. You don't just do that. That, that. that doesn't happen, but you know what? With this Bears team, the defense is there. The pieces on offense are there. You yeah. sign a couple veterans. You 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 pay a quarterback. You get a quarterback. You're you're in that conversation if you yeah. get the right player. I don't. I, I Brees, don't Brees out of the position with Drew Brees out of the picture. We got a chance to get like the second or third seed. I mean, I don't know, man. This team, man. Like, I really think this team is going to be better when Ted. The Packers Hill. hired what's his face, mm-hmm. that defensive coordinator, that defensive coordinator who who was. Yeah. He was the defensive coordinator for no the Packers hired the the defensive oh, coordinator. Uh, yeah, Joe Barry, right? I think he was. Joe Barry, do you know? Do you know what he was the coach for? He was the defensive coordinator for what team? The Owen Sixteen Lions. Dude, that Packers team is going to be terrible. Don't tell me that we don't have a chance if you get the right players. We've been saying it for years. I, 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 I. You know, it's 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 astounding to me how these Mitch Trubisky stands. 
still believe in their guy. It's astounding to me how these play these guys still believe in in the in the defense wins championship series because that hasn't been true since '85. <laughs> but you know, or actually, my I mean, it had a, it had a little bit of a a comeback in, in 2015 when Peyton Manning couldn't throw a football five yards. But seriously, we got to get it. We got to get a quarterback. Got to get a quarterback. Yeah. And I think one of the big things that people also have to understand here is just that. So you got certain people that are like, Oh, well we need to get a rookie. Cause we have to totally start over. And we've discussed some of the rookie quarterbacks, Briefly, we're going to get more in-depth over the next couple of weeks here just as we get closer to the draft and then as well as free agency. But there's a difference between having a rookie quarterback and having a veteran quarterback because when you have a rookie quarterback, you hope that you have the solution, right? But then when you are a when you're a veteran quarterback like a Wentz or a Carr, right, you also hope that you have the solution, but you have someone that has legitimate NFL experience. So then knows the ways that the ins and outs of playing in the NFL, no matter how good or bad that guy is. Right. So like, ultimately that's one of the things that people just are not um, keeping an eye on here. And I see Sim 54 Gar here says every team who wins championships are totally teams. They are one sided though. I would say, the yeah, they, yeah, the Bucks were so bad. Well, yo, the Bucks were always a productive roster. They just Jameis was like the Bears. I mean, they've had a pretty productive roster over the last couple of years. It's just like bad coaching hires, like hiring Mark Trestman over Bruce Arians. Oh my as, God. Yeah, as well as um, you don't have to get into that. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying, like bad decisions have held a pretty decent rosters back, right? Uh, yeah, watch this. Pace is gonna go trade up for Justin Fields as we get into like the last 10 to 15 minutes to the show here. What I will say is this, right? Is Pace trading up for Justin Fields? Like I would take Justin Fields in Chicago right now. He needs to be a bit better when it comes to like, he's, the guy's got to process faster, right? But just off the top of my head, the athlete in Justin Fields screams Cam Newton light to me. And I fell in love with Justin Fields, right? Like during his 2019 season at Ohio State. Joe, I know you're big into the draft QB, so forget our last topic, which was supposed yeah. to be breakout candidates for 2021 for the Bears. What do you think of Justin Fields? Okay, I just want to say one more thing. I just want to say, you got a rookie quarterback this past season, like Justin Herbert. You put him on the you put him on the Bucks. They don't win the Super Bowl. That's not that's not how it works. And he had a more productive season than Tom Brady. And he was consistent. And he missed some games. Justin Herbert does not win the Super Bowl. I just wanted to make that quick point because it's there's a difference between being like you said, you said, you said there's a difference between being a rookie quarterback and 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 you know Tom Brady and a veteran quarterback, even like a Dak Prescott. Okay, so a quarterback like Justin Fields in the draft, look that guy's that guy's two or three for me. Uh, number one, obviously we know is is T.O.A. Uh, number two goes back and forth for me right now. I think I have Fields at number two. I'm really concerned about his 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 his, his mind and his quarterback mind uh, because he stares down his first read all the time, oh, every wow. single play, every single play. Justin Fields stares down his first read. Uh, read Zach Wilson. He's kind of giving me Mitch Trubisky vibes because you know Mitch Trubisky had a good season at, at UNC, and, and, and we. I didn't really hear of Zach Wilson that much as a, as a, as a big prospect before this year kind of took off to be honest. I think that Zach Wilson is going to be a good quarterback. I think he's got, he's, he's got a lot of potential. He could be the best quarterback in this class, but 
I don't know. I, I, I think that the BYU smaller school, uh, smaller football school thing might catch up to him. I, 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 but I do think that he's very talented and he's definitely my number three guy for sure. I, he'll go top five. Um, and, and, and number four, I got Mac Jones. Uh, I think that he's an incredible quarterback. I think that he could be the best quarterback in the class. And number five, um, what's his Trey face? Lance. I'm forgetting. Yeah, Trey Lance forgot his name for a second. Jesus. Uh, I think that he's going to be good. Uh, I don't want him uh, just because I really don't think that that he'll come to us and I don't want to trade up for him because I think that's a big risk to trade up for, especially someone who got no game action this year except for one game. Um, I is think it would be better. Is he out in spring or is North Dakota playing spring ball? Or is he just yeah, I'm pretty sure they're playing spring ball, but he's not playing because he's no, got to like prep no, for the no. NFL. Yeah, they got to prep for the draft. I, it would be stupid for him to play. So, yeah. and then, um, yeah, I mean, like, I don't really. I I, I think that if we t- if we have Kyle Trask in like the fourth round, that would be a good pick. But that that he's a terrible football player. So you know, all right, prove me prove me wrong, Kyle Trask. Prove me wrong. But but of all of all the guys in this rookie class. There's not a single one I would want over a veteran quarterback. I'm sorry. Maybe Mac Jones is it. And that's because I think that the Bears have a shot to get Mac Jones 20. Yo, my man Giovanni is spitting facts. He wants a veteran QB on this team. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree with that. You need a veteran QB going into 2022. Yeah, you need a – the thing is, so you need a veteran quarterback, right? But the way that – yeah, um, Trask is going to be a second or third round pick. I'll be real. I wrote an article for Dill Windy City's fan sided when Trask just like burst onto the scene earlier in the year. What I think only the SEC will play, right? Um, and so what I'll say is this is I think looking at Trask, right? Like, y- y- you know what Kyle Trask screams to me? He screams like Jake Fromm, essentially, right? He screams Jake Fromm to me in the sense that you have certain people that are like, not necessarily the player, but you have certain people that are like, oh, if this guy lands in the right situation, he could be like the, you know, he could be like a smart option for a team. But just, yo, Trask's a trash athlete, all right? Does not have the necessary arm strength to play in Chicago. I know our guy, Joe Gaithier, who's like a radio manager, I think. Yeah, he manages. Love Joe. Yeah, something for the University of Alabama. I mean, his big thing, yeah. like, Joe, you mentioned Matt Jones. Joe's, or yeah, Joe is like, Oh, um, uh, what do you call it? Like Mac Jones doesn't have the arm strength to play in Chicago. I've said this looking into Mac Jones' sure. tape more over the last couple of days here. Mac Jones is super smart. I agree. Uh, yeah, does not. And obviously, like, let's be real. Like for an offense as complicated as this, right? You, Mac Jones reads the field so well. Yeah, you need to have brains for as complicated of an offense as this is. Because I remember, like, I think it was training camp in 2019, you know, and one of the pressers there that I was, like, with the media, Mitch Trubisky was talking about, and I'll have to go back and find the quote, but Mitch talked about, like, hey, listen, with this offense, right, it's so complicated that year one we were just looking at, like, the details and scratching the surface. And now what happens is I can start looking at, like, every individual route, and all I have to do in this offense is be a playmaker. Like, I seriously think, dude, Mac Jones could be – or not a playmaker, I'm sorry, a point guard. Like, I seriously think, dude – Mac Jones could be the point guard in this offense because you're not asking him, unless you're uber talented, you're not going to ask the quarterback in this offense to like carry the entire team. You're just going to ask him to like show up each week, 
be smart with the way that he's playing. And um, that's uh, why you, Carson Wentz doesn't work in Philly. That's why Carson Wentz didn't work in Philly. Because he's not did. he's not good enough to carry a team. Yeah, but I think I think Carson. I I think I think the Philadelphia organization failed him a lot there. I mean. You know, you really look at what Howie Roseman did after that Super Bowl, that Super Bowl season. They didn't really yeah. do. They they drafted terrible people. I mean, like man, they drafted J, JJ um Arcia Whiteside. I, really, <laughs> I can't remember his name, but like it's blanking. I I don't yeah. know who it is. Screaming at Jalen Rager this year. Jalen Rager, yeah. And Aaron. you know that really blew my mind when I was when I was watching the draft. They uh, like you know Mel Kiper was saying like I wouldn't be surprised if Jalen Rager was picked here, and then I saw JJ Arcega uh, Whiteside or whatever his name is. You know, I mean he's our he's he's not that good. I mean like but like but then Carson Wentz is throwing to Greg Bird, I think his name is. I mean, um, Alshon Jeffrey, Greg Ward, yeah, Greg Ward, yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know why I said Bird, but. Um, and you know it's just been really bad for the eagles i mean miles sanders was hurt and like he had boston scott for the first six weeks in 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 their um in their starting lineup when miles sanders was hurt to begin the season so i mean you know there's a lot and then you know philadelphia was shuffling their offensive line for like 20 times in the first eight weeks with the bears didn't do with rashad coward which really blew my mind so i mean you know to me, I think the Philadelphia organization failed him, and I agree. You know, we're we'll just we're just gonna have to see if a team can like you know really look at that 2017 season before he tore his ACL and see if, if they believe, like you said, Joa, can bring him back to that 2017 MP, MVP version or 2018. So, yeah, yeah. So I, I I'm gonna go soon because I want to let you guys you know finish your show. For you got sure. you got the stuff, but I, I got a couple more things to say. I like the Mac. I really want Mac Jones. If if I, if there was going to be one quarterback in this draft, I think that that's a that's a guy who could be there at twenty. If he's there at twenty, I want him. Um, but for Carson Wentz, the you've never really seen a guy carry an Andy Reid offense on like a QB carrying Andy Reid offense in in the team. That besides Patrick Mahomes and maybe prime Donovan McNabb, maybe. Yeah. Uh, back exactly. in like '04, when they yep. played the Patriots yep. in the Super Bowl, it's um, be big two. Yeah, uh, maybe, and and, and 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 that was just because Mike Vick was such a prototypical player that had really never been experimented with. But seriously, if, if there's any guy uh, that can carry a team that I think that has potential to be that point guard and and and, and make everybody around him better. Is, this is something I talk about a lot. Does the quarterback make his weapons better, or do the weapons make the quarterback better? And and there are only a couple quarterbacks who make their weapons better. And I think that, you know, Mac Jones has the smarts to be one of those guys. I think that he has the talent and the arm accuracy to do that as well. If, if that's the one of the guys that, that you guys take away, uh, listeners, if you take away this from the show, is that Mac Jones – like someone said in the chat, that's a point guard, man. I think that he's he's got a chance if he comes to Chicago to really excel in this Andy Andy Reid offense. Um, but that's it for me. Uh, thank you guys for having me on. 
you absolutely know. man thanks for being on so y'all can follow joa on twitter at jross 72 he changed his old hand changed it up from his old handle because the old handle was strobro 72 <laughs> which was pretty catchy and funny right Joining us now on the Barely Hibernating Podcast for this week, we've got Illinois State quarterback Brady Davis in the house. He's a 2021 NFL draft prospect. Brady, what's going on, man? Thanks so much for being on here. Yeah, man, appreciate you having me on. Uh, not much going on. How you doing? I'm doing well, dude. Obviously, you know, you played football at Illinois State, so you know how cold it is here in Illinois, right? Um, sure. I mean, yeah, I'm in the western suburbs of Illinois, so obviously freezing. But I got to ask you, right? So you were obviously recently in Hawaii at the Hula Bowl. It was just tell our listeners what your experience was like over there. Yeah, um, it was it was an incredible experience. Uh, just obviously being out there in Hawaii, it was it was 80 degrees, didn't feel anything like Illinois. It was beautiful out there. It was my first time ever being, you know, on the islands. And just the football was awesome, the competitiveness, the practice, you know, the coaching. I had a really, really good coaching staff full of, you know, football minds that are, you know, ex extremely smart, extremely well-known, you know, in the NFL world and whatnot. Uh, and it was just great being coached by them all week and kind of just seeing how they do things and, and getting to play ball again. So, like – why Illinois State? Was there something that attracted you specifically to that program coming out of high school that you're like, okay, to take the next step in my football career, this is definitely the place that I have to be at? Well, I transferred there, so um, I started off at Memphis, but it was just it was the best opportunity for me um, leaving Memphis and just being able to play right away uh, as a transfer, as a drop-down transfer. And um, it was the best, best conference, best school I felt that um, – I could showcase my talent and, and play on a big stage and have this opportunity to move on, you know, there, there afterwards. So, like, how do you think, you know, in terms of, like, because you just mentioned you were at Memphis and then you go to Illinois State, right? How do you think you grew as a player just being at Memphis first and then transferring to ISU? Uh, yeah, I think I had to battle a lot of adversity at Memphis with um, – you know, injuries and with different situations, you know, and, and, you know, had to sit the bench for the first time in my life and be out for seasons and whatnot. So it really just kind of matured me and it made me that much more hungry when I got to Illinois State and, and you know, got the job and had, my, had the team, you know, as the captain and whatnot. I was just, I had been waiting for so long. It kind of just, you know, motivated me even more. And those hard times I went through kind of built me to, to the player and leader that I was. So let's talk 2021 NFL draft, right? Because like, obviously it's another unique year. Um, But just what has the whole process been like for you getting ready with the draft? I mean, talking to specific teams, just showcasing your talent in front of like NFL scouts. Yeah, just uh, obviously it's a weird year and it's not, you don't have any opportunity to do that. Luckily I had two different, you know, all-star events that I was able to, partake in and meet with teams and, and showcase my talents in front of them. So really just doing that. And now we're getting pro day ready. I'm training for the pro day, getting the throw script ready, getting my, um, you know, running and whatnot, getting my speed right. And uh, that that's the next step in this process. But it's a weird year, but I think, uh, you know, people, people kind of figured it out a little bit last year and we're trying to make the most of it for sure. 
Got it. What do you think's been the biggest challenge for you just preparing for the 2021 draft? Um, I wouldn't say too much of a challenge. Just being probably being away from my family, being away from, you know, home and whatnot. But other than that, you know, it hadn't been too much of a challenge. It's I love ball and, I, and I'm kind of finally fully devoted to football all day, every day. So I've enjoyed every minute of it. And uh, nothing's been too challenging. Just really trying to push myself and, and seeing how, how good I can get in these couple months, you know, with, with these resources that I have. So what has been like the best piece of advice that someone's given you, right? It could be like a coach, it could be a scout, but just like what's one piece of advice someone's given you throughout the two all-star games? Just to, uh, just to let it rip, you know what I'm saying? As far as, you know, you could be timid and you could be nervous, but but you're only going to get that opportunity. So really just go out and, and play and throw it to the best of your ability. Just let your kind of techniques and fundamentals and stuff I've been working on my whole life just take over and, and, and just let it fly, let it loose. And I feel like I definitely did that, and, and that was definitely the way to go. And I feel like, you know, when you're getting an opportunity at the next level, that's what you got to do as well. You got to make, make the most of every opportunity and just let it loose. Awesome. That's some really good stuff, man. Um, but just like, how would you describe like yourself as a player and then as a leader? Oh, uh, as a leader, you know, I would just say I, I bring a great energy, a great, great vibe. I really get along with everybody and people, you know, I'm friends with, you know, everybody on the team, it seems like. And then just my work ethic, I, I bring that kind of same attitude and energy and I work really hard as well. So people see me getting after it and, and getting after it with a smile on my face. You know, I really love the game and I want the best for, for the team and for myself. So that's kind of how I lead and kind of play the same way. I play with a, with a smile on my face. I play play loose and try to move around and, and just kind of be athletic and, and also make those big throws and, and really just lead the team as much as I can with, with showing passion and love for the game. But have you had an opportunity to talk to, like, any NFL quarterback yet in terms of just, like, them telling you, hey, this is the way that you should go about doing certain things when prepping for the draft? Yeah, I've had the opportunity to a couple times here in Nashville. Also, I've had some friends that have, you know, played in the NFL and been quarterbacks. Uh, out in Hawaii, Mark Sanchez was, like, the, was my coach, was our quarterback coach. So, spent a week with him, and, you know, he was – we was obviously talking about different things. So, yeah, I definitely have. And just I've, – I've, luckily, I'm a little older, so i got a lot of friends that have been in the league for a year, two, three, maybe even now. So, I've kind of got, got a good in, intel and inside, you know, look at everything with my friends for sure. Is there like one dream landing spot you have in the NFL or is it just like, hey, whoever it's, gives me an opportunity, absolutely. I'm going to go there and show them Brady Davis is the best player in the world. Yeah, absolutely. That's what it is. You know, whoever wants to give me that opportunity, they'll get the best out of me and I'll be the biggest, you know, fan and biggest, you know, try to work my best for that for that city, that organization and, and you know, be happy with whatever it is for sure. Have any specific teams like sat down with you at the all-star games and been like, Hey, we're interested in like bringing you in for a virtual visit or just like getting to talk to you more. Yeah. I've gotten to sit down with uh, some teams at those events. And that's what was so great about having that opportunity just was kind of get to know them. They get to know me a little bit and obviously watch me play and practice. God, that's definitely really cool, right? Because, like, obviously, I mean, we mentioned a couple moments ago, you're in Hawaii, right? And now you're, like, back here in the Midwest where it's super freezing cold, right? But just, like, I mean, what's a daily – just tell our listeners, right? But what's, like, a daily routine for you, like, just, like, every single day, right? Like, how do you – like, what's your routine, essentially? 
Yeah, we're I'm here in Nashville training at Boost Performance. There's about 30, 35 of us, and we're usually up early in the morning around 6, get breakfast in, then we get our first, you know, workout, whether it's running or jumping or, you know, speed work, different different things on different days, and then we'll usually get some time off for lunch and then we'll be with my quarterback coaches for a couple of hours watching film or throwing and then maybe lift in the afternoon if, if that's what the day calls for, and then usually home, you know, two or three during the day and really get rest, kind of – wind down you kind of got a strict eating plan and you eat and then you just kind of get to bed and get ready for the whole whole thing over again the next day which I can't I can't complain I wasn't a big school guy so getting to just do this all day has been awesome so you mentioned your diet right now I have to ask you I mean what's a typical like diet like for you just like a typical day worth of meals oh uh, yes yeah, been different I never just really focused too much on it back you know when I was in college and whatnot but we have a chef that really cooks for us every day so I'm just kind of eating what he what he gives just a lot of steamed vegetables, a lot of rice, a lot of, you know, ground beef, chicken, different stuff. So just really, there's it, not much salt involved, not much butter, you know, uh, but it's, it's good for you. And Friday, today's Friday. So he throws a little extra cheese and butter and whatnot on Fridays, but it's, it's just been, you know, little to go meals of exactly what, you know, the, the body needs when you're training, like I am, I guess. So it's been, it's been awesome. I can see it already kind of changing my body a little bit. Got it. Yeah, it's never easy to follow those like strict eating routines, right? And I think like you talk to any football players, right? And they'll tell you specifically like that, like, yo, I have to go ahead and I have to like be super regimented about this. Otherwise, I know like I'm not going to be in shape for the season. But like working out with these guys in Nashville, right? How do you think you've become like a better prospects and a better like quarterback as a result of being around people that you may not have been around in college yeah just my two quarterback coaches um are doing a really great job with me uh they're with quarterback countries the the company and it's some guys i've known for a while but uh we're, we're just really having hands-on work and really getting you know focused in on the fine details of my mechanics and whatnot as well as just like learning more about ball and the nfl schemes and systems and you know just kind of getting a head start on that kind of stuff so i would really just give it to them and just you know like i said the resources that i have the food and whatnot just really being able to devote all my time and energy to it is uh obviously you're going to make big strides when you're working hard and you're, you're doing it all day. So that's really, I give those guys the most credit though, as far as like quarterback play, just because I've always just kind of been a gunslinger. Now I really got coaches like honing in on my craft with me. So it's been awesome. What do you think the biggest challenge is going to be at the next level for you? Is it going to be like cracking your way onto a 53 man roster? Is it going to be something like learning NFL defenses? What's the biggest challenge going to be for you? Oh, yeah, I'm not sure, you know, kind of see as it goes. Obviously, that's going to be a challenge just to make that roster as a rookie probably, you know, coming in. So um, I definitely would say that's a goal. I wouldn't know. I'm not going to say a challenge, but that's definitely the goal. And, you know, see as it goes. I'm going to put my all into it and I'm going to try to, you know, take all of them on, all the challenges on at hand and and accomplish the goal. So that's that's the goal. I'm not sure on challenges yet. So is there like one specific – NFL player or like quarterback let's say that you grew up like watching and you're like okay I want to be able to model my game after this guy yeah I always you know real young I like Brett Favre he came from where I'm from Mississippi and then um you know I, I really not really not as much growing up when I got older and was playing but I just really just enjoy watching all of the different styles and different players you know there's so many good players I grew up in such a great era 
and now it's kind of transitioning into kind of more my style of play, and that's kind of moving around and, and making these wild throws and throwing a sidearm and kind of doing the stuff unorthodox. So really, uh, I love watching Rodgers and Stafford are probably my two favorite in the, in the league right now. Yeah, Rodgers and Stafford are because obviously I cover the Bears, right? So I've gotten a chance to like right. see those guys, you know, just seeing those guys up close, right? Rodgers and Stafford are definitely fun, but just, I mean, what about like those two specifically? Because there's 32 starting quarterbacks, right? But what about Rodgers and Stafford specifically attracted you to their style? I think just the kind of, you know, arm talent that they have and being able to throw from a lot of different levels and a lot of different angles with their arm. I think they are two of the best at that. I love, uh, I love, you know, Rogers kind of swagger and the way he carries himself. And I love Stafford's toughness. So really just two players that I kind of model my game after in a way, kind of feel like I play similar to them and just really the, the, the winning attitude, the competitiveness that they both bring is, is awesome. You can see it in them and they've been doing it for a long time and, and still doing really well. So, um, you know, just a variety of things, but those guys are just fun to watch and I love to watch them compete on Sunday. Yeah, definitely. They're always fun to watch, but like, you know, going to wrap it up here in a couple of minutes, but I got to ask you, right? Super Bowl this weekend, right? Are you going Bucks or Chiefs? Or are you going with like the GOAT and Tom Brady? Or are you going with the people that they think is going to be the next GOAT and Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, I think it's, uh, it's, I think it could go either way. I really do. Um, if I, if I had to, you know, bet some push-ups or something, I would probably pick the Chiefs, but I think it's really just dependent on who's getting pressure on who I think, you know, both defenses are playing really good and they're going to try to put pressure on those two quarterbacks because they're both great players. So it's going to be interesting, man. I'm just going to sit back and watch. I wouldn't I wouldn't put no money up on this one, though. This one's tough. This is a, it's going to be a good football game. Yeah, this one's tough because, like, I can definitely make an argument for why I think Tampa Bay is going to win. But then right. I can also make an argument for why I think the Chiefs are going to win, right? So it's going to be – it's like one of the most uncertain Super Bowls that I think we've, we're going to get the opportunity to watch, like, in a while. So it's going to be interesting to see, like, what, you know, Pat Mahomes does versus, you know, a guy like Tom Brady who's been here on this stage nine times before. It's crazy, yes. Yeah, it's, it's awesome that he's going for number 10. Either way, it'll be it'll be a good game for sure, I would imagine. Yeah, so I know everyone, the whole world's obviously heard of like Matt Stafford being moved, but kind of what did you make of him being moved to the LA Rams? Were you finally like, all right, let's go? Like a guy that I grew up watching uh, is finally free and he's going to be with like a good coach now who's going to let him do his thing. So, what were your reactions to the Matt Stafford trade? Yeah, I was definitely, uh, I definitely think that's good for him. I actually was in Hawaii, it was getting out of the water, and somebody told me, um, and uh, kind of threw me for a loop because I didn't even, I hadn't even heard about that. But I think it's cool. Uh, hopefully, you know, that's good for both of those guys' career, careers, him and golf, and they can, they can play good ball. But it'll, it'll be interesting to see. That's obviously moving from Detroit to LA. I don't know how much he's going to be complaining about that, but uh, it should be fun to watch. Yeah, so I see you're wearing a White Sox hat, right? So I'm guessing you're a big White Sox fan. I kind of, you know, not, I wouldn't say big. I've been to actually two games out there now since I've moved to Illinois State. So I, I never went to a Cubs game or anything like that. So I'll claim the White Sox for sure. And it seems like they're they're rolling these days as well. Yeah, it's exciting because, like, the Cubs are going to suck in 2021. Um, but the White Sox are going to be, like, super good, right? But just last question I have for you here is, like, tell our listeners, listeners right, what's a fun fact that they don't know about Brady Davis? Um, I would say I always like to, if you could see a picture, it would help. But I got two real, like, 
exo- not exotic looking, but fluffy, good looking huskies. Two brothers, two dogs that uh that man, they mean a lot to me and, and take up a lot of my time. And that's that's something that, you know, people see, wow, those are your dogs. So I think you can't really see it or you can't hear it when I'm talking about it. But you if you saw a picture of me and my dogs, you would think it's pretty unique and pretty cool. I got I got two good looking dogs that mean a lot to me. Got it. Yes, it's like football in the morning, right? It's, it's the best of both worlds because it's like football in the morning for like whatever eight nine hours, and then it's like yes, let's go come home and um, huskies, right? So right, yeah. got my wife and my huskies. We we have a good time. Yeah, that's definitely awesome, man. Um, but where can people like follow you on social media just so they know to continue following you throughout the pre-draft process and continue to follow you when you do get to the league? Yeah, yeah, I think uh, it's Brady Davis 10 on Twitter, and I believe it's b.davis01 on uh, Instagram. But you can type in Brady Davis, and you can probably find me. I'll be holding a football in all the pictures, so that'll be me. Got it. Yeah, definitely. Well, thanks so much for joining us, dude. This was awesome. You know, we'd love to have you on again sometime in, like, March or April, closer to the NFL draft. But thanks again for being on. Yeah, for sure, man. Take care. Because I'm super tired, AJ's obviously tired as well, like even though I don't Manscaped. Yeah, yeah. I don't look super tired. AJ, you want to add anything else on, or let's get the hell out of here, and then we'll be back next week with hopefully Sam will be back. Yeah, hopefully Sam will be back, and we can have another special guest on us with us next week on our live stream show. But like you know, guys, you know, just keep I guess keep faith in the Bears. I mean, I'm not. I mean, I'm just like you know at a point where hey, just, stay optimistic. I, I'll stay optimistic. But my, my, my man, it's just like, you know, I'm like I'm like the EDP of the Chicago Bears. And I'm just like, oh, my God. Dude, there, there are times where I've thrown this thing at my TV. This yeah. thing. I, yeah. I, I'm like at the TV before. I, just I hit it. my TV with my, my Bears slipper. Yeah. Whack that shit. And I'm yeah, like, whack um... that shit. <laughs> Yo, I'm sitting here in my Bears because you guys obviously can't see it, right? Because, like, I'm sitting at my desk. But I'm sitting here. I got my Bears blanket, dude, on right now, which shout out to a former coworker of mine. He gave this to me just as a secret Santa thing. I hope he's doing well. I think I actually have the same one. I'm not sure, though. But anyways, guys, we are going to get out of here. Make sure you're following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Barely underscore pod. Listen, we call it the Barely Hibernating Podcast for a reason. Now everyone's busting the blankets out, but the offseason is officially here, guys. We are not going anywhere. We're going to be here recording Tuesday nights, going live, actually. Recorded episodes are going to drop Wednesday morning. Um... <laughs> yeah, I know we're the most lit bears oh podcast God. out there. But uh, y'all gotta have out, guys. more often. This is fun. <laughs> yeah, peace out, guys. We'll see y'all next week. Bye, everybody. Thank you for having me. Go bears.